Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. Why are we here on a money channel about relationships? Because we either work things out or we act it out, and we do it through our money, through our relationships, or through our health. And so Reed and I have been chatting for a couple of years because um, if a we fix years, <laughs> it's because, I know, it's just so funny to think about that, right? Um, we just want to help people get to a life that we love. And if you fix your money stuff, then it's going to show up in your relationships or your health. And so if we kind of come at you with the trifecta, like the tripod in all three areas, then we can navigate your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body, and your spiritual body into the right direction so that you have contentment, happiness, and joy. Yes, we are challenging people to to take on these new thoughts and to make them a part of their life, which is what our topic is about today. <laughs> exactly. You know, our topic today is about you have to start changing what you're saying in your head. Like if you want a great experience, you, st you have to start telling yourself in your head, this is a great experience. Right. Otherwise, if you keep repeating to yourself that this is crap, then all <laughs> you're going to see I remember the day that I caught myself saying, oh my God, I'm tired of being in jail with my divorced relationship stuff. And I was like, oh, what did I just say? I was like, uh-uh, negate that, please. Like I was right, like, right. I'm free, I'm free. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, I just got the get out of jail free card from Monopoly game. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. I was like, woohoo, I get to go past jail without going in. And it's just like, now I can be the observer of what once was and now yes. <laughs> create a new reality. It's so true because, you know, you had said to me, we were chatting before we taped that um, you need to appreciate you, right? And that's yes. so true. So if you true. think in your head, loving thoughts, kind thoughts, gentle thoughts, even when you don't feel good, even when you're angry, and you want to send a nasty text and you want to pout and you want to just sit there and stare at the wall. Don't that's, do it. That's when you need to be the nicest to yourself. Actually, I, I, yeah, I don't do it. I pause and I say, oh, that's got to be terrible, Rita, that you're feeling that way. What would make you happy right now? Or I like to, like, if you need to get it up and out, I'm always coaching my clients to write it all out on a piece of paper, everything. Like what you want to get out, get it out of your body and then yes. burn it, let it go to the universe. You know, I, I love that um, shamanic tradition where um, they do a lot of their prayer with tobacco, you know, yeah. um, down in South America and Central America. And I just love that because it's like you put it in the fire and then it just is released and it goes. And I think that is such a symbol of it is that easy to just let it go but yeah we and hold for on. me we yeah hold for on. me it has to do with food and because mm -hmm. i like food and i've always had an eating disorder as in too stressed out so i wasn't able to eat and then i got my situation sorted out and i'm like wow and i'm enjoying food mm -hmm. and i love it mm -hmm. and so when i recognize that i'm not happy i'll go eat a handful of blueberries I try to make sure it's relatively healthy food. You know, I don't go for the stuff that's just trying to keep me trapped. I go for the stuff like one square of really good chocolate that cost me like eight bucks. <laughs> well, it's just like I realized I, I like. I think it's funny. Oops, so sorry. Siri decided to join us. 
Um, (laughs) But I like the crunch. So I realized from the healthy standpoint, mine used to be, you know, Ruffles reduced fat chips, because I thought I was, you know, being healthier then. Um, Dean's French onion dip with a Diet Pepsi. You know, 15 years ago, that's what it was for me. It was like, but I realized, it, what because I kept asking myself, what is it that I like about that that actually calms my nervous system? And I yes. realized it was the crunch. So now yes. my, my version of that in the last decade has been celery sticks, jicama, even radishes, carrots, that I'm dipping inside hummus, so I still get the whole, it's like I'm still doing the thing, but yep. it's like good for me and it's nourishing as opposed to something that tears me down more. And that is and another way that you appreciate isn't it? yourself. Yeah, oh my instead, gosh. Of us, instead of you beating yourself up for the fact that you went, you know, after the chips and the, and the you know, the diet soda again, instead you say, why? What's going on here? I'm noticing myself doing this. What what would make me happy? Right? And then if you if you do something that makes you happy and then you still want to eat the chips, I say okay, go for it. Right. But if you if you pause and do do something legitimately that makes you feel good, then 90% of the time you don't need to do the thing that keeps you trapped and feeling terrible. Well, it's just about like, really, when we're doing those things, we're just coping with stress, right? So, so if you can cope with stress in a healthy manner versus a destructive manner, like, cause all you're doing, it's kind of like when people, um, they, they joke that it's retail therapy when you go shopping, right. And you're sliding credit cards. I, I, I would like to rephrase that. It's not retail therapy. It's called a spending hangover, right? And that's an issue, right? Like you want to make sure that you're doing it in something that lifts you up, not something that tears you back down. Right. And everybody's got their own thing. That's why, you know, people go around and they say, well, I tried this and it didn't make me feel better. And I tried that and it didn't make me feel better. That's because you have to find the thing for you that Mm -hmm. makes you feel better. And when you stop, and say, what do I really like? What lifts me up no matter what? And put those things in your life. I, I've got a very simple phrase that if you want to be happy, you have to do things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. And yep. that has to do with the thoughts that we were talking about today. So like on the money end, if someone says to themselves, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I'm broke. I'm poor. Um, how am I going to do this bill? I have too much debt. I'm such a loser. I'm such a failure. You know, when you're saying that to yourself, even if you're projecting something else, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you're letting, pretending that everything's fine, (laughs) that's the story you're creating in your head for your, that's the experience you're having. Whereas if you force yourself to think differently, like I'm abundant, Mm -hmm. then you start noticing all the abundance that you have, or I'm a good problem solver or I'm creative, or I have a network of people who can help me, or right. I can do this. But you you literally have to stop feeling sorry for yourself and start deciding you're going to feel good. And then you well, have to start making choices that take you there. Well, it's interrupting patterns, right? Yep. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, because if we're not interrupting the patterns, then we're just going to keep doing the same thing we've always done. Yeah, it's and, not personal. And- And it's my whole process that I work clients through is about finding that compelling reason to change those patterns. 
And the only thing I've ever found to be sustainable is dreaming the new dream of what you want to create in your life. And I keep going back to that. If you focus on your reality today, you're going to get depressed. You're going to, it's like you always say, like, I'm done hearing people's stories. And it's like, meaning like everyone has a story, but it's like, who cares about the story? Let's talk about what you want to create because we are the creators of lives. And if you keep talking about the stories, you're not giving yourself appreciation and gratitude and love. And it, it's just, you're just beating yourself up more. No I think people don't realize how therapy. powerful that is. Mm. You know, Brene Brown talks about how the language you use to describe an experience is directly responsible for the experience that you have. Mm -hmm. So if you walk around and you say, oh my, my God, I, I'm beat, they screwed me over, I'm worthless or they're worthless, you know, that language is framing your experience. It's telling you you're having a bad experience. And so your body behaves as if you're right. having a bad experience and then you have a bad experience. But when you're exactly. stressing out and if you can keep a little voice in your head that says, wow, this is really interesting. I wonder how this is going to turn out. You know, if you can keep that little voice of sanity while you're feeling that way, then it's allowed to unpack and unfold. Right, right. You have to take a step back and parent yourself. And if you don't, if you're feeling self-absorbed, if you're feeling childish, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling like you want to hide, all those are the time you need to throw yourself a party. Right. Right. You have to do something that makes you feel good because it's your it's your child calling out saying, help me, help me. I don't feel good. Please help me. Please help me. Mm -hmm. And you have to be smart enough to say, oh, I see you. Right. I'm going to help you. What would you like to do? What would make you happy right now? So you realize that everything's OK. Right. And you matter. That's the whole whole piece there is because you matter and we have to build it's, it's i always say this it's like the subtitle of my first book the emotion behind money the subtitle is building wealth from the inside out none of your outside world is going to change until you shift that inside to that self 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 care and i remember when people would say to me julie you have to do x y and z and i could not see the path of how to how to do that in relationship when it came to my kids, I could not figure out how to do that because the traditional way of thinking wasn't that. And it was like, oh, when we realize that whether it's our siblings, our parents, our coworkers, our children, our spouses, our ex-spouses, when we can come to the realization and really truly understand that every soul has their own path and it doesn't matter if they're young children or or adult children or coworkers. But the more you don't show up authentically you, you're not allowing those people to actually feel the expression of their own life. And I had a teacher tell me that years and years and years ago where she said to me, Julie, your friend is in a marriage because you made her life tolerable. And I was like, what, what? And I was like, I'm just trying to help her out. Like she's really struggling. Like I was just like, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me like, oh, 
because I had helped pay for her kids' things and help pay for their mortgage sometimes. And I thought I was just really helping because I'm a huge giver. And really, I was hurting her because she couldn't actually stand fully in the expression of her choices because I was padding. It's kind of like an insane asylum, and I was creating the padding for the walls. Right. You were helping keep her trapped instead right. of allowing her. You know, if someone's writing their name, learning how to write their name, you don't say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll write your name for you. And then you walk around and write their name for them for the rest of their lives. And they never have to learn. But right. if they learn they fast the how to write their, yeah, if you learn fast how to do it, then then it gets over with, you're able to move on. I mean, when we allow our friends to, to not experience the results of their actions, it means that um, they're still going to be suffering 30 years from then versus when you allow them to have their horrible, bad, awful, uncomfortable experiences early, right? which is the blessing of childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. When you allow people to have their experiences early on, they can make better choices sooner. And that 30 years that they spent in a tr crappy relationship now can be spent doing things that contribute to the world, that enliven their life. You know, right. you're taking that away from them when you don't allow people to have their suffering. Right. Well, and it's it's um, it's giving them a container for success, right? By allowing people to have their own expression. And if we go back to understanding that everything is energy, that when a person, because we can either choose as human beings to respond or to react, right? And so if when we're in reactive mode, that just means you're trying to push whatever you don't want to see within yourself onto somebody else. And if that other person doesn't receive it and fix it and take care of it, then you're sitting in it yourself. Right, and you're yeah. taking on somebody else's emotions as a right. healer. I mean, I'm someone who I'm trained to plug into somebody else's nervous system and facilitate them down a path. Mm. And as a healer, if I don't learn to let people have their own experience, then I am taking on their stress and it makes me sick. And then I can't do anything. Right, right. Well, and it's no different than from a financial standpoint. Like I am very conscientious with clients to give them a, a menu of options because how often do people financially, like they say, oh, my broker did this and they put me in this thing and now the market went down and like, it's all about blame, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't ever do that for clients. To me, it's like, here are your options. Here's what I think about these options, but you need to feel into what is the most expansive for you and then go down that path. That's yes. what's most important. You're empowering and, them. You're teaching them how to make decisions for themselves, how to take control of their life versus um, treating them like a child. Well, it's also about embodiment of your financial choices to stay in an empowered state. Right. Because then when you sit there and say, I had a client years ago say to me, 
I understand that the market did this, blah, 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 and this happened. I made that choice. And it was the first time I remember, and I was really young when this client did this in the industry. And um, it, I was like, wow, it was the first time I actually remembered a client actually taking responsibility for their choice financially. That really hit home with me. And it was really the basis of how I now coach people because it was like, I'm forever hearing like how, you know, I, I go to a networking party and it's so funny. Like you say you're a financial planner and people go, nice to meet you. And then they walk the other way. Like it's hilarious because there's all this shame, blame, guilt, and judgment around our money that um, so many of us, the world at large have unresolved. No different than in like relationships. We, we don't talk, we don't air the dirty laundry. That's part of the reason why you and I are doing this. It's like, let's air some of the dirty laundry so we can shine the light on it for it to heal for people. Right. So it doesn't have to be a secret. The biggest problem is for a lot of people, it's a secret and nobody believes them. Mm -hmm. And so you end up like trapped, you know, mm -hmm. hiding in your room or hiding behind a mask or distracting yourself. And in reality, there's a lot of people like you and me that we're healthy enough that we can help hold space for someone. Mm -hmm. And you don't go with your problems to everybody because everybody else has all of their own problems too, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's a crapshoot, you right. know? But if you choose wisely people that you can open up to, people that right. you can start to be more authentic with, then you gain confidence. Right. And after you gain the confidence, you start having those more authentic relationships with other people in your life it, until you look around and you say, wow, my life is pretty great now. But it starts with wanting more for yourself. For you, Julie, what was what made you decide that you were worth taking care of? I actually don't think I initially did that. Um, which is why I had the path I had, um, because it was more about protecting my kids from patterns that I could see as opposed to, it still wasn't about me when I first did it. I, I I'm at that place today. Um, but I was not there early on. It was, it was more about protecting the kids, but we have to understand when we do it because of other people, the, the situation continues to escalate until you do do it for yourself. Yeah. You know, whether you're a mom or you're, you know, whomever. Right. So, um, and you just have to be okay that wherever it lands, it lands. Right. And, and, and make conscious decisions around that. Right. But it's very hard to do that when you feel like you're doing it by yourself. And that's the thing that you and I are always talking about is if you're hiding in your room or in your car and trying to figure it out yourself and figure out the best way or the right way or writing the email 20 times over and over trying to get it perfect. You know, if you're doing that, you're not in the right space. The right so space is one where you feel centered. You feel like you've got a good big picture. You've got friends at your back. You've got somebody who knows what's going on. You know, you're connected into a healthy community. And when you have a healthy community, that's when you can stand up to the bullies. Right. If right. you try to do it all on your own, it's good. It's going to be hard. You're going to get sick. You're going to feel like you're going crazy. You're going to get bullied and victimized. 
But on the flip side, when you've got the strength of all the people that have come before you, right, all the people who are there to help you move to another stage of life, when you get that help and you have that support, you can take on any dragon, any demon, because it's not just you anymore. It's you and your whole posse. That's true. I totally agree. And it really, gosh, I cannot stress enough to people that it's about you choosing self-love and self-care. And even if you don't want to, even when you're even angry, if it, even, even if you feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. Or, or if you, I don't even know if it's about yourself. I think there's a lot of women out there that it's about like, you're afraid of how it's going to affect other people when you do that. I think well, not so just how it'll affect other people, but the consequences. Like if I make you mad, especially if someone's in a relationship more narcissistic or more toxic, there's a real legitimate fear. If I make you mad, you're going to retaliate against me and you're going to take something away from me and blow up my life and I'm not going to have any control over it. It's so funny so, that you say that because I actually had one of the healers before I met you, Rita, she said to me, she said, well, you knew something was wrong. Why didn't you do something faster? And I knew the sh that what would come at me because I watched it happen to other people. And, and, and I knew what was coming my way and it was like duck and cover. Right. Yeah. And so we have to get strong first. You know, mm -hmm. we have to nourish our body. We have to nourish our spirit and our mind and our friendships. Yeah. And when we're in that strong, stable place, then we're able to grow into the new version of ourselves. But if we're still thinking, how can I manipulate this? How can I say the right thing? How can I make this work out my way? Right. It won't necessarily work out your way. The courts aren't going to work out your way. The, the friendships aren't going to work out your way. The, the classes and schools aren't going to work Nothing out your way. Nothing will work out your way until you Nothing. show up authentically. Right. And even then it won't work out your way. You have to like see it and say, wow, this looks like a load of crap. How can I see the opportunity in this? Not because it's easy to see the opportunity, but because it's not in your best interest to focus on the things that aren't going right. It's in your best interest to focus on the things that, that are working. Yeah, that you can get out of it. And that's, that's how you move forward, because you don't fall into the old pattern of labeling this as a bad experience. Instead, you're labeling it this as wow, this is a wonderful experience. I wonder how I can perceive it that way. Yeah. Yeah, totally get it. Totally get change it. the words, we have to change what we're thinking and how we see it. Well, because everything's vibration, you have yeah. to think, speak and feel what you want to create in the world. And exactly. it all has to come from the basis of self-love and self-care. And then everything falls into alignment. Right. But it's hard to trust that, you know, when someone's yelling at you and you're cowering and you're like, I just don't love myself enough. I hear a lot. People don't know how to love themselves. And in the practical That's why I manner, keep it simple and tell people just go follow their giggle. Whatever makes you giggle. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody knows what that is. Theories. Yeah. I say, go take your shoes off and walk in the grass. That's loving yourself. Mm. Locking yourself in the bathroom and having a crying jag is loving yourself. You know, so true. So true. Brushing well, your Rita, teeth is loving yourself. I need to go now, but I absolutely love our chats every week. Thank you so much. And how do people find you? 
They can find me at RitaHickmanCoaching.com um, or they can find me on Facebook or YouTube. I've been doing monthly workshops and uh, the one this May is on boundaries. Ooh. So it's all about uh, boundaries and actually how easy they are. And so we're doing a three-part masterclass and then, um, and then we'll have a healing. So people can watch the masterclass for free and then we have a healing at the end. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yep, we've been doing this every month so that we can get all the different aspects and sides and personalities that people go through, that women and men naturally go through as they go through life. You're not always in a good mood. Sometimes you're the Grinch. Yep. Awesome. Well, and certainly go to juliemurphy.com. Um, I have all kinds of things going on. I'm going to be starting uh, the registration for my summer coaching, group coaching. Um, and we have blogs and um, giving my way, but my books for free. You just have to pay for your shipping, workbooks. We're here to support you, to get you to life that you love. And don't forget to hit that subscribe, like, and notification bell, not only for my channel, but also Rita's. And uh, we will see you all soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Julie.